And thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. Hi. We have quite a show for you today. It looks like, quite coincidentally, it's all pieces about May-December romances. Well, if that's not enough to get you going, I don't know what is. So, let's get right into it. Up first, a transcript. It's from a piece called Sugar Fighter. And the author, Charity Parkerson. This comes from Sugar Daddy's book number one, and I hope you enjoy. Let's get right into it. Corey watched Zeke walk away. His muscles tensed as he fought the urge to chase after him. Sometimes, Corey thought he saw something in Zeke's eyes. Those moments kept Corey hanging on when he should have found someone else long ago. His body ached. He felt empty without Zeke inside him. His lips tingled with the need to be kissed. Unquenched desire made him almost insane. Before Zeke, Corey hadn't known a person could die a little every day from loving and craving someone unrequitedly. When they'd gotten home, he'd been starving. Now, Corey felt sick. He headed for the shower. No amount of food would fill the ache in his gut. While waiting for the water to heat, Corey stripped. His reflection held him captive. He didn't lack in confidence. If Zeke had been someone else, Corey might have thought he stood a chance. Unfortunately, Corey didn't look like any of the men who worked out at Zeke's gym. He couldn't compete. The image of how Zeke had looked at him in the kitchen flared to life in Corey's mind. He touched his lips. His eyes fell closed. Without thought, his hand slid lower. In his mind, it was Zeke's hand traveling to his skin. Corey's breath stuttered from his lungs as his fingers encircled his cock. He let the lust overtake him. Fantasies filled his head. If Zeke ever gave him a chance, Corey wouldn't know where to start. A thousand times he'd been on his knees for Zeke in his mind. Countless nights, Zeke's hard cock filled Corey's ass in his dreams. Chances were better than not. They'd never be together. That knowledge didn't stop Corey from stroking his dick with Zeke's name on his lips. His lips parted on a pant. His skin tightened. Corey gripped the bathroom counter with his free hand when his knees threatened to give. In his mind, he held Zeke's headboard while he straddled the man's face. Zeke licked his balls and asshole. He let Corey ride his lips. The man's skilled tongue and willing throat sucked him closer to the edge. Loud gasps reverberated off the walls of the bathroom, getting lost in the sound of water beating the floor of the shower. Corey's hips moved against the tight fist. He fucked his hand. The tightening of his balls became a pressure in his shaft that he beat to his crown. Corey's lungs stopped. The world held its breath. Sound disappeared. His gaze met Zeke's behind the closed lids. Ecstasy slammed into Corey, forcing him to swallow a cry. Jet after jet of semen coated the sink. Corey didn't stop pumping until every spasm of pleasure stopped, leaving him spent. 
His eyes opened. Corey stared at his reflection. He looked every bit as wrecked as he felt. A familiar fear landed on Corey's shoulders, weighing him down. It was only a matter of time before Corey broke, and he admitted his love for Zeke. What would happen when that day came? Corey could live with any outcome, except Zeke's hatred, or his pity. And wasn't that a fun transcript? Guys, once again, that was Charity Parkinson, Sugar Daddies. This series will feature a male-male May-December romance where men are hot, rich, naughty, and don't like being told no. So, for all the fans out there hoping for some more man-on-man content, there you are. One last time, Charity Parkerson Sugar Daddies. Coming up next, as promised, another May-December romance. This time, between a professor at a university and his TA. It's definitely more than frowned upon at this particular institution, and yet... Every time this particular professor looks at his assistant, all he can think is, I can't resist you. And what about the A-levels? Hmm? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Nobody ever comes into office hours. Mm-mm. So let me check out your A-levels, won't you? No. No, I'm not talking about papers this time. I'm talking about your ass. Because your ass is on a level that I can't understand. It is out of this world. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be like? With a professor? Hmm? What did you think it was going to be like? You work for me. And this is forbidden. And that is hot. It turns me on to a degree that I can't really describe. There you are in my class, walking back and forth, my sweet T.A., and all I can think about is how you're going to fuck me, how you're going to suck me, how you're going to do whatever I want. And it turns me on. I have to stand behind the dais just to keep my erection from showing sometimes. I have to focus on students so much harder than when other TAs are around, pretend that they're more interesting. And when you wear something revealing, when you wear something tight around the classroom, around the office, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do but want you? I appreciate that this isn't exactly what you were looking for. But you fell into it as much as I did. And I think you like the close quarters. I think you like being nearby. I think you love it. Mm. It's a fun, fun game for me. 
I hope it is for you too. It is? Good. Tell me that you wore those outfits just for me, just to drive me wild, just to make me think of you. Uh-huh. And it worked. It worked. It worked exceedingly well. So then, now, tell me, why did you push me away? Why were you so hesitant when I advanced? On it, when I advanced past your advancement, why did that turn things around for you? Why did you still get silent, tense? Hmm? Was it all fear? Was it all hesitation? Or was there something else as well? Was there something else deep, deep down? that made you worry? Well, I don't think there's anything to worry about here. Mm -mm. My fingertips are sure of it. My fingertips have memorized you, you know. It's as though I were a 3D printer and they were the cartridges, they were the ink. I could draw you with them. I may not remember every detail of your amazing, your beautiful face. Hot, as it seems to be right now. <laughs> I may not be able to remember every feature of you. But my fingertips do, not my palms, not my knuckles. But my fingertips. I think they've been across every part of your body. I think they've touched Every piece of area under the soles of your feet when I was rubbing them. I think they've touched over every part of your face, including your eyelids, when I stroked them, when I moved my hands over them. I know every branching detail of your hair, and I play with it. Every time we're together, because it's always changing, and I want to memorize that change. My fingertips want to memorize that change. Just in case one day they never get to touch you again. Just in case one day I never get to have you again. I want to be able to remember you. I want my hands to remember every part of your body. And that's why I touch you. That's why I want to touch you now. Will you let me stop being afraid? Nobody comes to office hours. Let me push you against the wall. I can tell you want it. Your eyes, your gaze, your outfit. I want it and you. I want to touch you. When I see you, when I see you in my class, I only see your naked form. I only see the lust in your eyes. I only see the cum on your face. The cum that I put right there, right at the entryway of our hotel room, right as we slipped off into the world, 
a secret between you and me. It's all I see. Do you see it too? When you look in the mirror, when you think about me, do you think about my cum washing over your face? Do you think about me rubbing it into your skin? Do you think about the way that I'm always so careful? But not careful right now. No. Because you're here, and you're close, and pushing you against the wall by your hips, towering over you, holding you in that spot, my God. It's intoxicating. You get me heady and hot, and maybe just a little bit horrible. But even with all that, even with everything, it's not enough. What do you expect a man to do if he idles away the hours thinking about you, and then you're nearby? What do you think will happen? Hmm? You're very beautiful. And you knew that I would want you. And you knew that it would grow if you gave it to me. And you keep giving it to me and then pulling back. You keep inviting me and then saying no so softly. Is that what you like? Is that the thing that you can't tell anyone? Is that your dirty little secret that even your girlfriends don't know? Do you like to be pushed Past your placid, pathetic, empty shell of a no. Is that what you like? Do you like to get pushed against walls? Do you like to tempt and tease and be so desired that somebody has to keep pushing, has to keep having you? I think you must. You keep giving yourself to me. You keep offering yourself up. You say no, and then no, and then no, and then you keep putting yourself in situations where you get asked again. And you keep saying yes. So I think this is exactly what you need as I move my hand up and down the front of your pussy as I slide it up and down the front of your panties. They're very nice. Whenever we're going to be alone together, whenever we could be, whenever it's scheduled, you seem to wear the most revealing outfits. You seem to have on the nicest panties. If any at all, Is this what you need? Not just a powerful man, not just a powerful man after you, but a powerful man after you, and after you, and after you, thinking about you, needing you, wanting you, pushing boundaries for you. I am sliding my finger up from the base of your slit to your clit, through the fabric of your panties, pulling my finger out, and doing it again, 
and again, and again. I will. Both stroking your pussy and pushing past your nose. That's what you need. You just have to tell me. You just have to let me know, sweet little T.A. Because you, you have no power. And if that's a part of your kink, that's okay. But as the big, bad, tenured professor, I need to know. You need to tell me. And that means you need to make up your mind. You hear me? I said you need to learn to make up your fucking mind. See? Your pussy clenched around my finger even through the panties it liked that so much. What do you think that means? Hmm? <laughs> what do you think it means? That when I talk to you like this, it feels so good. How do you think it feels when I pull my finger out? Ah, uh ah. -uh. But then start sliding your panties down. Turn around. Turn around. Face the wall. Bend over. No, no. Don't get too close. If you bend over further away from the wall, you expose more of your pussy. You want to be giving me more of your pussy, don't you? There. Right there. Good. Good. Hmm. See? Two fingers sliding up. And down your slit, only carefully pushing in. Hey, don't bend over now. You got your chance. <laughs> there, 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 there. Good, good, good girl. Oh me, oh my. Miss Pussy is so wet. This is the wettest it's been since our first night together. Is this the first time you've ever wanted to fuck me sober? You usually have some booze in you, if that's all. Mm-mm. Don't worry. I wasn't looking for a perfect little princess. I was looking for this cunt. I was looking to take it over. I was looking to make it come. I was looking to slide my fingers right on into it, roll them around from behind. It feels like I'm stabbing above and underneath at the same time in this position, I'm told. And then I chopstick your little clit between them, my middle and ring finger, and I swirl pressing the bridge and digits up into you while clamping and twisting that clit 
ever so gently. Oh, don't move your hips. Don't move at all. You made me force you into this. Now it's my fantasy. You want it to be yours. You can start working for it. But you said no, 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 no. So technically, I forced you. Your boss is forcing you. Your career is on the line. <gasps> and look at how wet that makes this pussy. So easy now to push my middle finger up and in it. Look at that. So easy to push it up and in. Goodness. 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 What a dirty little fucking girl you are. Goodness. 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 Oh, you love to say no and you love to tease, don't you? Don't you nod your fucking head? Even if this room was bugged and recorded by a goddamn investigator, they couldn't hear this. Up against this wall, opposite the desk, whispering in your ear, let it out. It's secret. It's between you and me. You love it, don't you? You love to tempt and tease. I can't resist you and you know it. You know how hot you are. You know how hot you make me. I want it. I want you. I want it. I want you. Yes. 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 All the fucking outfits that you've worn. Everything you've done. All the fucking attempts you've made to get me on there. And here I am. We're doing it right now. Don't moan. Don't be loud. Oh, you can't. If you yell into that wall, I swear to Christ, you're gonna get us both caught. You want that? You want that? You want them to see me fucking you with my goddamn hand from behind? No one's gonna buy any of your innocent girl act anymore. Don't make a noise. You need my hand to cover your fucking mouth. You need it. You need it. You need it. There you go. Yes. Two fingers up inside that goddamn pussy. You want it. There it is. There it is. I'm fucking that pussy so goddamn hard. You can't make a noise. Don't make a fucking noise. Don't make a fucking noise. You brought this on yourself. You brought this on yourself, didn't you? Didn't you? Shake your head. Shake your head. Nod your head. Nod your head. Do what I fucking tell you. Is I finger that fucking pussy. Yes, 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 yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. Come on. No. 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 Yes. 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 Oh, you dirty, dirty, dirty fucking girl. Oh, you love to tempt. You love to tease. And this is where I got you, isn't it? Isn't it? Nod your head. Yes. Yes, you are. Oh, the cum is falling out of you. Ooh, I'm so tempted to grab you by the back of your knees and tilt you so that it flows down your asshole. Mm, fucking you up your ass while trying to be quiet while making you be quiet. God, I would come to that so many times. Oh, can you imagine it? Our first anal right here, right now. Oh, it makes you so nervous, doesn't it? Don't worry. I'm just teasing. Mm, I know you couldn't handle this cock inside you. Mm-mm. Not your ass. Not here. Not sober. 
You really did think because I was older than you I didn't know how the world worked at all, huh? Strange. Mm. Not offended. When I was your age, I thought the same. Of course, when I was your age, I was a bit more straight-laced. A bit more straight-edged. Nowadays, I... <sighs> I guess nowadays I'm making up for lost time. Mm. Uh-uh. Keep the skirt up. I'm not done with you. I said I'm not done with you. And I said that your ass couldn't take it. Your pussy can. Your pussy can take it. Easily. Would you like me to show you how I know? Would you like me to show you... How easy it is for me to go right inside it. Hmm? Mm, come on, it's okay. We'll bring you to the middle of the office. Cramped as it is. And here, you can lay down on my suit jacket. Don't act like you haven't gotten it on the goddamn floor before. I know... For certain, you have. And I want you to witness this. Me pulling my cock out for you. Me showing it to you. You're not going to suck it. You're just going to be at eye-to-eye level with it. Because I want you to see it. I know you know how big it is, but you need to really look at it. Not be so afraid. Take it in before you take it in. So there it is. And I want you to see how hard I am for you. Do you see it? Do you see how hard I am for you? Uh, it's a magnificent cock, and I love it. And we're only a couple of more classes until the end of the semester. And then, no matter how much you enjoy this game, you're not going to be my TA again. Ah, I am going to give you the most glowing recommendation. You're going to be fine. I've already handled it. Really. But you're not going to be my TA. Because I'm not done fucking you. And there's a chance, an outside chance, that you're going to go away from this semester. And come back and worry. Because, of course, you're that much closer to beginning your own real first steps. So why risk it? So let's not... No. No, I'm aware. You can't date former TAs, either. I know. I, uh, I asked my lawyer to dig into it. Don't worry. I've got that handled, too. Just like I have your hips handled when I push them to the ground.
ah, 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 look at that no. And I spread your legs wide open, grab you just above your knees to push. Come on, baby, push, there we go. Come on, you're so young and flexible. Let's get those hips out, open, and knees. There we go. What is the point of having such a magnificent cock if you can't push it all the way in and out of a magical pussy, huh? Hmm? Mm-mm. Oh, right there, right there, the tip of my cock, just... <laughs> I got so excited when I saw your outfit today. I knew today was the day. I haven't come in over 48 hours. I timed it. I knew. Oh, and you have been such a perfect partner. Uh, that's why I need to fuck you more and more. That's why I'm giving you a blackmail session on me before the semester is over. You can do whatever you want. You can destroy my career. Don't worry about it. Worry about how good this cock feels deep, deep inside you as I start rolling my hips back and forth as I take you by your elbows and pin you to the ground. You love it, don't you? Go ahead. You can say no. You can say no. You can say no as I thrust my hips at you. You can. You can resist. You can push back. You can say no. And that's what you like. You can say no. There's nothing wrong with it. You can say no. You can say no. You can say no. You can say no. Come on. Yes. 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 The way that I roll my fucking hips in and out of your goddamn cunt. Ah, it feels amazing. You feel amazing. Oh, God damn it. Yes, God damn it, you. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Are you already so close? Are you already so close, you poor thing? It must be so confusing, wanting so much of a man, and this is what you get of him? One minute you're on top, the next minute you're being pushed into, one minute you're being worshipped, the next minute discarded? Oh, it must be hard. It must be hard. Oh, yes. Oh, fucking yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna push that cum right inside you. You hear me? You're gonna leave this office with my cum inside you. Both of ours together inside that pussy. Inside those panties. <sighs> You make me feel young. <laughs> 
You make me feel powerful. You make me feel sexy and strong. Tell me I am. Tell me I am. You make me feel all these things. Oh, you evoke them. Bring them back to mind in such a way I thought they were lost, but they weren't. They were just hidden inside your sweat, inside your smell, inside your fucking pussy, and my cock inside of that. It's true. It's absolutely fucking true. You make me wild. You drive me insane. I need every part of you. I need every part of you. I need every part of you. Come on. I need more. I need more. Give it to me. Are you gonna come? Are you gonna come? Are you gonna come? Ah, yes. 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 Come on. Yes. 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 Ah, good. 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 Oh, good. so great when you're a professor. Mm, if you want this, if you want me, I'm gonna come right inside you and call you doctor. Slap you on the ass after I do. Mm, I do, you know. It's not just how you make me feel, silly as it is. I do respect you, it's why I chose you. I I've never fucked a TA before. I'm not the sort. I don't know if you could believe that, but really, I just... What, what are you supposed to do when a beautiful woman comes along? She's smart, and she's funny, and she's interesting, and she says, or she throws out signals that say that she wants it too. What are you supposed to do after a lifetime of, of saying no thank you? Because no matter how this ends, I'm really, really glad that we did it. I'm really, really glad that you chose me. I wouldn't take any of it back. So, uh, as you probably may have guessed, Again, I respect your intellect and your perception. I did actually record this office visit. My phone said my desk, but I tested it out. You can pick up just about everything except against that farm wall. You could, if you wanted to. You could advance your career at the cost of mine. If you turned it into the right people. There's more than enough on there to make it happen. 
It may seem extreme, and it probably is, but like I said, I've never done anything like this before. And I, I tell myself that you wanted every part of this, that you were as eager for it to begin that has meant as much to you as it did to me. But maybe that's what I told myself. So you have that option. The other option is, I've put in my resignation. No, not done teaching, not by a long shot, just ready for something new. You helped me see that, actually. You came around at a really interesting time in my life, and it clarified things. When I felt good, when I didn't, why? I had to really think about it. Naturally, those questions turned into the future. Tomorrow, what next? Well, I think I reduced hours in my future. Had a uh, smaller and less prestigious university might be in order. No, no, I wanted to set it up so that you had every option with me, yourself, whatever you wanted to do. And I promise I'll be okay no matter what. This last year, it's been just fascinating, really interesting. And I will always treasure it and you. And I did mean what I said, all of it, about your character, about your body, about how you make me feel. So, to the best of my ability, I have put our future in your hands without you having to have any considerations for anyone but yourself. Because if you choose me, if you really want to do this after the semester ends, I won't be able to say no to you. So make sure it's what you really want. And hopefully you enjoyed that piece. Gosh, we're getting into a lot of psychological stuff recently. Power dynamics and all the rest. And, well, I just think it's a lot of fun. I hope you guys do too. Uh, I've been doing a lot more requests in Season 2 than normal. And trying to put my own spin on everything. And I gotta say, that's been a lot of fun. You know what else is a lot of fun, though? Before we get into the questions super quickly, just wanted to say thank you again to everybody who bought and reviewed a copy of Daddy's Girl on Audible. It absolutely means the world to me. It's by far the most successful uh, book project that we've done uh, already out the gate. Uh, and, and everybody who's helped along with that, everybody especially who did a review, everybody who asked for a, a code, a review code to get that in there, thank you, truly. Um, 
everybody who made an account to get the book for free, everybody who downloaded it and bought it, all of you. I appreciate you all tremendously. Uh, I don't know how to do this kind of thing without getting nervous and blushing and laughing a little bit. So that's what I just did there. But in all sincerity, I think that I'm so lucky to have this gig. I think that I'm so lucky that you listen to the podcast and it means the absolute world to me that you would even listen to this pitch uh, for the book uh, after the main piece was over, since I know so many of you just listen to the main piece and bounce. Uh, <laughs> so if you are listening to this, if you are one of those people who, who did it, who encouraged it, who pushed it on social media, however you contributed, thank you. Um, this is the first book that I did feeling physically good or, or, or didn't do stuff for feeling physically good. And what an encouragement, what an encouragement uh, to get out there and do some more. Okay, speaking of getting out there and doing some more, it's question time. We're going to start off with Constant Questioner Crystal. Hey, Jack. Crystal here. Hello. Uh, hoping everything is going well with you. You are sounding so yummy. Thank you. Whew, these Thank days, you. I had uh, let you know, uh, but uh, I have a uh, question for you. Uh, yes, of course. What? Do you have planned for the Halloween season? <laughs> anything fun, anything spooky, anything in the pipeline? Oh, that was it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh the, then that wasn't it. <laughs> uh, Unscreened questions. Uh, thank you so much, Crystal, for that and all of your questions. Girls, give Crystal a break. Send some questions in. I know you enjoy getting them. Uh, personally, I haven't made up my Halloween plans yet, and I'm hoping that like, I see some band or something. Uh, and that I feel good enough at the end of the month about about my October push uh, that I go out and see it. That's my personal plan because there's no kids. There's no ability to trick-or-treat, so that's done. Um, as far as, as YouTube goes, I know a lot of people miss non-erotic content up on there. Uh, it's not going to be romantic, but there's going to be non-erotic content on YouTube, fingers crossed. I, I wrote a scary story last year for Halloween, uh, or I wrote the skeleton of it. Uh, that's what I actually call it all year round, not just for Halloween. Just funny. Uh, and I, I didn't quite get it together. It's a scary story. Uh, I kind of, I think I started writing it because I got into lore last year. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to make a creepy story, a scary story and, and write and perform it the way that uh, some scary podcasts do. Uh, it didn't quite come together. Fingers crossed, I really do think it's almost uh, at a point now where I'm like, yeah, this is a scary story. This is a scary story not everybody would write. Let's do it. Uh, and no twists. And I feel so excited about saying that like ahead of time. Like uh, if I were you and I heard he's got a scary story, I would immediately suspect mm, it's not really scary. It's going to be a twist. He's he's messing with us. I don't blame you. No, I'm actually like we're gonna try and do a creepy pasta and and see if I and see if I can't do it. Uh, so that's my big Halloween plan. Crystal, thank you again so much for all of your questions. Up next, we have Esther. Hi, Jack. This Hello. is Esther. Hello. I've got a question for the for you this week. Please. Um, but first of all, I want to thank you for all the great work you've been putting out and all the effort and dedication going into it. I really appreciate all that you've done and you keep on doing esther thank you you're so sweet and can i just say how much i appreciate you getting that compliment out since it seems like it might have been a little bit embarrassing for you i'll try and to embarrass you further thank you darling i appreciate it in you as to my question 
Uh, as you know, I'm off on my vacation and I was wondering what's your favorite kind of vacation mm. or lazing about on the beach, sipping cocktails, mm. or are you more of a person going out and about getting to know country, culture, people? So yeah, that was my question and thanks. Thank you so much, Esther. I appreciate it. Uh, I do. I have typically traveled uh, when alone. I typically go and hit the culture uh, and then I lounge. Um, I, I kind of picked this up from my parents. We didn't – we grew up very poor, but we did take a trip to Disneyland. Uh, and my dad's whole thing was we got to wake up at like 4 o'clock in the morning so we can stand in line at 5. We were very we – were, we were not well off, but we somehow got the early pass. This was an early thing. You can get in the park like two hours early back then or something like that. So we would go from 6 to like 11, 6 a.m. to like 11. We'd go back to the hotel room. Uh, we'd sleep. It took like an hour to get there and back. So I thought it was dumb as a kid. Got, get back to the get back to the hotel room at like noon. Leave the park at like eleven. Get back to the park at like noon. Sleep and eat, and then go back at five p.m. until close, and then go back and do it again. And as a kid, I hated this. As an adult, when I've had my preferences, it's one hundred percent how I like to take in a city that I have limited time in, and I want to see a million things. First thing in the morning, go and hit all the all the museums and everything, and then as soon as they start getting a little bit crowded, uh, whatever the culture is or whatever that, uh, the internet's great for checking how busy things are uh, because of like parking lots and security cameras and all that. Uh, so just time it out so that you bounce and then you go and you hit a restaurant or you hit a bar or you hit something else that's not uh, as touristy, and then you come back uh, towards the middle – uh, day or, or beginning evening, depending on, you know, the hours and what have you. Uh, that's my favorite type. Like, get it done. And then I, I often will take the nap in the middle of the day, something still. Uh, what can I say? It's very effective, the siesta. Uh, I don't know why the siesta is not a more widely regarded technique. There's something in my mind, there's something about English speakers where naps destroy their minds because it really is, I've noticed, it really is English as a first language speakers are just so much more contemptuous of naps and so much more likely to say, I wake up and I don't know where I am or who I am or when it is, uh, which I just find very strange because I wake up from a nap and I go, ooh, got to pee or ooh, got to eat or ooh, who the hell is this? Okay, next question from Mal. Hi, Jack. It's Mal. I think most, if not all, your fans know about Miss Kitty, but I was wondering, have you ever had any other kind of pet? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I, I guess you're a newer fan. Thank you so much, Mal. I do appreciate it and you very, very much. I truly do, Miss Mal. Thank you. Mwah, first timer. Uh, I, I grew up on ranches, so I've had all kinds of fucking pets and I've had all kinds of cats and dogs. Uh, if you're asking if I've ever had like a unique pet, no. Uh, besides ranch animals that I cared for and then often <laughs> ate, <laughs> which to a lot of people is confusing. But let me tell you something. You, if you think you love your pet, you snap their neck and deep fry them because I guarantee you the love that you had, you'll, you'll prove to yourself. You'll prove to yourself it was real or not. That's all I'll tell you. And uh, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that on a ranch. But then, but then, but then they ate the animal that they can't believe they did it to. 
boy, did they not stop doing it. All right. Last question from Pizza Darling. Hello. I just want to say I've been really enjoying the show. I love hearing the stories you write and obviously your voice when you're speaking them. I'm blushing very um, hard. And I had a couple questions for you. Please. And the first was, how did you meet Miss Kitty? <laughs> and All right. Well, let's just do it there because this is a pretty short file. So for those of you who don't know, there is actually a meet cute with Mrs. Kitty. Uh, I, I had to, I didn't have to, I moved in with a coworker. Uh, we, we split a two bedroom apartment and my bedroom door was a double door that did not latch. And that was fine for me and him. I trusted the guy completely or else I wouldn't have moved in. Uh, and he trusted me completely. So his door also didn't lock. We had two entrances to the bathroom. Uh, and then his, his connecting door didn't lock. Uh, and he shouldn't have trusted me because I would open that door and he had a big jar of candy and I ate like a billion of his little miniature – he got a big jar full of miniature candy bars and I ate like a billion of his miniature candy bars. I don't even like him. I just – I wasn't even mad at him. I just did it. Trusting me. It's a fool's game. Uh, so I had these double doors and that was fine. And he also had two rescue cats. And I mean, rescue, rescue cats. I mean, he didn't go down to like a, a shelter and, and, and pick one up. I mean, these were abused cats, uh, from an abused sanctuary. Uh, and, and he adopted two of them. They got along okay with each other and they got along great with human beings. They were very socialized for people because what other choice did they have? Uh, but then we picked up. Uh, on accident, Mrs. Kitty. I'm not going to go too far into that story, but Mrs. Kitty is a twin, and her twin is out there somewhere, her beautiful, beautiful twin. Uh, and because my roommate was seeing a vet's assistant becoming a vet at the time, she's all like, well, I got to stash these cats. Uh, and she separated them like some weird Dumas story. And so Mrs. Kitty, as a little Mrs. Kitten, comes into our apartment and the two wow this is this is the abridged version too jesus christ and the two adult cats because they had behavioral issues really went after her especially when she tried to eat uh so one of us had to make sure that she was stood guard over uh, while she was eating otherwise the adult cats would come and get her uh and sometimes would actually use claws uh not just swat it was pretty awful um and so after standing guard and feeding her for a little while, uh, I would just naturally every night hear this. And it, that was the sound of Kitty, Mrs. Kitten at the time, slamming and slamming her entire, I don't know, multi-ounce <laughs> weight into one of the double doors and pushing it open. And uh, I, I hated it. I'll be perfectly honest. It's the last thing I wanted to do was hang out with this cat some more. After having to feed and take – I mean, I didn't want any part of any of these fucking cats, man. I'll be real honest with you. I like cats, but <laughs> I was doing my own thing and I was in my 20s, goddammit. So <laughs> the last thing I wanted was this cat coming in and curling up with me. Um, but she would – she would, I would hear it. I would wake up every time and I'd have to shut the door again to make sure the big cats didn't come in. And then I would wake up a second time uh, for real and Mrs. Kitty would be under the blanket – uh, uh, curled up with me in Perrin. And to this day, if it's cold enough, she still is. Almost every time I wake up, if it's cold out, uh, I wake with her under the blanket, curled up in a little semicircle, ass against me and purring. Gosh, again, that's the short version. There's a long version. The second one was, 
you've talked about going to Amsterdam, being <laughs> in Amsterdam, and I was just curious what your impressions of it were. What was it like, and what did you like about it? I'll be real honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I I don't quite – if I've said that I went to Amsterdam uh, in particular – it's not that I was lying. It's just that I was. I went through there real quick. I used to. I used to work with the Dutch. I mean, I've been to Amsterdam. I want to go to Rotterdam. Rotterdam is the is the is the city that I want to go. It looks so cool and futuristic. It looks really nice. Um, I recently read that uh, the Dutch consider Holland, uh, at least the, the major parts of Holland, to be like. Uh, basically a shitty version of adult Disneyland or like Euro Disneyland. And that's kind of my impression. I like the Dutch people very much as long as they're not talking about their feelings, um, which I guess I'll just get into because I said that and you can't tease. I like the Dutch people very much when they're not talking about their feelings because it's like a this thing in Dutch culture where a Dutch person can just, you know, express themselves very brusquely, very frankly, uh, and be like, oh, you know, it's very depressing to me that you are wearing those clothes when I asked you to come out. You're, it's very depressing to me, and it just doesn't make me feel very respected. Like, they can say that. That's an okay thing to say in, like, Dutch culture. But if you fire back, it's like, oh, gosh, it's so depressing to me that you have such an ugly, dumb face. They're like, hey, now, that's not okay. That's not okay. And they get really upset. Uh, so that's mostly what I think of Amsterdam as, is 20 of those encounters were <laughs> – <laughs> I'd ask somebody what time it was, and they would tell me the time, and I'd say thank you. And they'd say, you didn't say thank you, right? And then a bike would launch from their backpack uh, and spring to life beneath them and whisk them away as they joined their fellow biking Mongol hordes. That's my experience of Amsterdam. <laughs> I didn't get high. I didn't get high at that point in my life. I've only started getting high pretty recently. It's only been a little over three years that I've started doing THC. So I didn't go. Uh, I've seen canals. So I didn't see the canals. <laughs> wow. Have I ever said I went to Amsterdam? Because if I have, I'm so sorry. Let me let me now pivot this uh to a city that I do know very well. That's very that's that's pretty close by. That's a very magical city. And let me just say, I am in love with Copenhagen. Uh and that I have written two screenplays set there. Uh, I think it's a magical city. It's the most beautiful city. I was actually just talking about uh, the Gliptotech. Gliptotech. Uh, it's a museum there. If you want to look it up and you're like, well, how the fuck do you spell that? <sighs> I'm not going to say the letters you spell it with because then it doesn't sound like it. But uh, look up Carl's, Carlsberg uh, Museum Copenhagen because it's run by a beer company or it's, or it's hosted by a beer company. It's this great museum. I've been there uh, three times. Amazing. Uh, everybody takes a shot of those colored houses on the on the pier. Don't. That whole pier area fucking sucks. Don't go there. It's goddamn bullshit. Uh, they have the cutest little amusement park in the world. But if you've been to a real one, don't go. It's called Tivoli. It's beautiful. It's so quaint. It's so adorable. It's so great. If you've never been to a real country or a real amusement park. <laughs> this, is, this is a recurring theme. Uh, but really, in all in, in all seriousness, the entire uh, city center uh, of Copenhagen, uh, it, it's 
you can you can just walk and see such beauty. You can uh, see such modernness. There's there's high cuisine. The best restaurant in the world was there actually for a number of years in the middle of Denmark. I couldn't believe that either. Uh, and it's it's just this beautiful city that there's no comparison to in America. Uh, so there is an Amsterdam like city there i get to piss off all the dutch and danish listeners at once uh that i have been to and i do know very well and i've actually even given you some recommendations so there you go uh one last chance at <laughs> one last chance one last time at the end of this ramble uh especially since you guys have been <laughs> so complimentary this particular week thank you i feel really good I feel more and more ready to take this project to the next step all the time. If you want to help me and you think I'm sexy, you should review Daddy's Girl. Uh, it does mean the world. And, uh, again, it just, it, uh, I'm just, I'm just blown away at how much you guys have latched onto it, uh, that you guys are liking it to the amount that you got, that you are, that you're sharing it, the reviews, all of it. It means the world. And it's just put a lot of pep in my step. Um, I've had the worst recording luck uh, in September of 2019, uh, and you and you won't hear another podcast from me recorded really after that. So I had the worst luck September 2019 of recording. Just bad, bad luck. Nothing you can do about it. Uh, the only reason I'm even remotely behind at all is because of that. Uh, and when I do get behind on recording, I, I get ahead on plans. I get ahead on logistics. I get a, I get on top of things. Uh, and it's just so wonderful. So thank you guys very much for all the questions, all the support. It's been a great breathy episode. This was season two, episode eight of the Nightly Pleasures podcast. Thank you again to everybody who listened, everybody who shares, everybody who puts it out there on social media and all the rest. The show happens because of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And see you again next week. <laughs>